Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 20, the big 2-0. And I was getting ready to record this and I keep thinking, I start out every episode with, all right, you guys, but I feel like I should have a better name for all of you that listen to this show. So if you've got one, if you have a thought about this, drop me an email, send me a DM and let me know. I've been thinking about it. I have a couple ideas, but I'm not really in love with any of them. So let me know what you think on this. All right. I want to talk about an epic 16 mile adventure through the woods that I had this past weekend. It was an up week for me, and so I needed to get some really good trail miles, and I'm kind of getting tired of the paved and dirt roads around here and the rail trails and, you know, just kind of these simple trail systems that are near me, and I needed to do 16 miles, and I I could have gone to one of the local parks and just done loops, but I thought, why not use this opportunity to go test out some place that I've never been before. And as a side note, this whole episode is based around time. And I'm kind of assuming that you've been out on a trail run or really any run at some point, And you've thought to yourself, why the hell am I so slow? <laughs> because that's the precise thought that I had this past weekend. And the one that I battled with myself about. And so that's really what I want to share with you today. I decided to do this long run at a nature preserve that I'd never been to before. I pulled up the All Trails app and started to look for new and different places where I could get longer stretches of actual trails and not just, like I said, these rail trails that are pretty well manicured and groomed. I wanted some serious trails. So I got up super early. I made the 30-minute drive. I was the first one there, which is always a personal goal of mine. I got all geared up and just headed out into the woods. Now, I knew relatively where I was going. I watched the map. I had the app on my phone. You know, I I knew where I was going, but I didn't really know what I was in for. And while I was kind of game planning this whole run, I had it in my mind that I'd be done with these 16 miles in about four hours. And just given the location and the elevation and the trails, I thought that that was like a reasonable amount of time. And so I set out, have basically have the whole place to myself. Um, It's beautiful. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. It's like you couldn't ask for a better day. And everything was going great. I found the trail I wanted and I was having a good time. All was going well until I glanced down at my watch and saw that it took me about an hour to do the first three-ish miles. And for me at that point, that was not acceptable. (laughs) Like almost instantly my back talk kicked in. And as a side note, back talk is kind of what I call my negative self talk or those limiting beliefs that I mentioned last week. So examples of that are like, why am I going so slow? This is going to take all day. This was a horrible idea. (laughs) At this rate, you'll be lucky to be back at the car by sundown. You call yourself a trail runner, like the list goes on and on and on. I'm sure some or all of this is sounding very familiar to you. And back in the day, maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago, I would have let this 
talk go on for hours to the point where it would essentially ruin not only my run, but the rest of my day. Like it would just be the dark cloud that followed me around for the rest of the day. But over the years, I've become more and more determined to redirect that energy into something more productive. Now, the nice part about this run was that I was all by myself. I had essentially cleared my day just to do this and then go to the grocery store afterwards. It's like, it's like a big day. (laughs) So it didn't really matter how long it took me to complete. I had plenty of water and snacks. I had all the right clothing. Um, And so there really wasn't anything to get too worked up over. Uh, I got to this, the next like climb, the next little peak And I just stopped for a second to kind of take a couple breaths and take in the scenery and reframe those thoughts. So instead of worrying about how fast or how slow I was going, I decided to shift my focus towards creating a fun and enjoyable run for myself. Since this was basically my first long run on some decent trails, like I said, not rail trails or just dirt roads, I used that opportunity, kind of that breathing break to remember how to run trails efficiently. Like I was, I don't know, I guess I was going like, I was going fast, but it wasn't efficient and my foot placement wasn't good. So it felt hurried. I definitely felt like I was putting forth way more effort than I needed to in order to cover that amount of ground. Like everything just kind of felt a little off. So that's when I just kind of pulled back for a second, took a breath, and again, just tried to key back into this idea of how do you run trails efficiently? So focusing on when to walk versus when to run, you know, hills and flats and downhills, like choosing based on what you know to be your skill level, when you want to walk, when it's best to run or jog or power hike. I mean, there's no, there's no one size fits all when it, when it comes to trail running. So you really have to figure out where your comfort level lies, especially when it comes to tackling obstacles. Like, I mean, there were lots of water crossings on this trail. There were slippery rocks and mud spots covered by leaves. And we all know what lies underneath the leaves. There were bridges because on these trails you could actually do, you could ride mountain bikes as well. And a lot of times those bridges can be slippery, especially if you have mud caked up in your shoes. So I just use this as an opportunity to kind of get back into the trail running mindset instead of the dirt road rail trail running mindset. And honestly, I I also had to just remind myself that I'm supposed to be out here having fun. Sometimes I get way too focused on the outcome versus being in the moment and having fun while I'm running. So I mentioned that I thought it was going to take four hours. When it was all said and done, I had completed the 16 miles in four hours, 55 minutes and 58 seconds. So just shy of five hours. And when you think about it, given the fact that I had done only like three miles in the first hour, (laughs) I more than made up for it on the back end by banging out another 13 miles 
much faster, right? I had originally thought, oh, it'll be dark by the time I get back to the car, but that just wasn't the case. I needed some time to warm up. I needed some time to get my trail legs back up underneath me. I sometimes think about trail running like sailing or being on the water. Like you need to get your sea legs or your trail legs up underneath you before you can start adding a bunch of speed. Like it just doesn't make sense to go faster when you're not super confident with your footsteps, like where you're actually putting your feet down. I think this is can this can be like a tricky spot for every trail runner, not not even necessarily if you're new. But sometimes when you're faced with a new trail that you're not used to, you have to kind of figure out what your cadence is going to be, pick your line, try to find the place, that groove where you can get into a good rhythm with your footsteps. So it wasn't my fastest 16 miles, but it was by far my most fun 16 miles. And that's actually the farthest that I've run in a while because if you guys have been following along, you know that I essentially took most of 2020 off. And so I didn't run a super long way. I think maybe, oh gosh, maybe um, I'd have to go back and look at my training peaks to see maybe 12 miles. I don't know. It just, it running just really took a backseat to a lot of things in 2020. I'm sure you can relate. And so this was my like first real big outing. So One of the things that I think surprises people when they make the switch from roads to trails is how long it actually takes to cover the same distance on those two surfaces, right? Road running and trail running are two totally different sports, at least I think so. And having those trail legs underneath you before you can really try to speed things up is really important, right? There's there's no sense in trying to try to apply road speed to your trail running through the woods if you're just going to trip and fall every two seconds, right? Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. It's a really cheesy saying, but I believe it because if you're expending a lot of energy taking these short, almost stutter steps and then mixing in some longer overstriding steps, you just don't get into that rhythm. You're second guessing everything and it's just not efficient. And so for me, in my mind, I'm always thinking about taking some slow, smooth steps that over the course of the whole trail will wind up getting me to where I want to go faster. And that's basically how I made up all that time on the back end to finish out those 16 miles in under five hours. So if you're kind of new to trail running or you're struggling to speed up your pace, kind of consider this. Rather than focusing on how fast you can run, focus on how smooth you can be. Can you pick an efficient line, right? Can you pick one that has the fewest obstacles? This is going to require you to consistently shift your gaze from right down in front of you to up further away from you. And that just takes time. You have to practice that. You can't keep your head down when you're trail running and only look 
two feet ahead of you. You have to look down and then look up and look down and up and down and up and down and just get into this system where it's almost like you look up, you take a mental picture, a snapshot of what's six, eight, 10 feet in front of you. And then you look down again, just to kind of be sure that nothing new has popped up. And then you look up again, take a new snapshot, look down. And so this is kind of how I tackle the trails. So in addition to picking the most efficient line, can you get into a good rhythm or cadence with your steps? And this isn't as easy as it sounds (laughs) because there's all sorts of weird stuff on the trails. There's rocks and roots and piles of leaves that you might not know what's underneath and water and snakes and frogs and (laughs) all sorts of stuff that you could potentially step on trees, roots, the little like cut off tree roots that are like, they just catch your feet. And just for me, they just slingshot me straight to the ground. So getting a good rhythm or cadence with your steps really depends, I think, on your pictures, the photos that you take in your mind and your shifting eyesight up and down and up and down. And along with that cadence is, can you find or focus on really good foot placements? So one of the things that I had to learn early on was where to actually put my foot. You can't just put your foot any old place on a rock or a root or a stump. You have to take into account the direction in which you're traveling. This is why I wish I paid more attention in physics class in high school. (laughs) I had to learn a few lessons the hard way. And then, then I really figured out, oh, there is something to this whole trail running thing. So you have to take into account your direction of travel and the surface underneath you. So instead of putting your foot on top of a root parallel, like running in the same direction as that root, could you go to the left or the right, like not on top of that root? Because oftentimes those are super slippery. So could you take a different line where your foot actually lands perpendicular on that root? The other thing that's difficult are rocks. You never know if they're loose or if they're firmly entrenched in the ground. So you have to start to really have a good look at the things around you, the terrain, and find as flat or as solid of a foot placement as you possibly can. And encompassed in all of this is can you learn when to walk and when to run? And so I don't think it's as as easy as just saying, run the flats, walk the hills, walk or, you know, jog the downhills, because there could be some pretty technical flats that you're going to walk. And there might be some gradual, easy uphills that you could run. So really just You have to get time on the trails. That's really what it comes down to. You've got to get time and practice. And that's the only way you're going to learn this stuff. And I'll tell you what, I've run with a lot of people. I've run in a lot of races and everybody attacks a race differently. So don't think that the way I do it is the way that you do it or the way that your friend does it is how you should mimic. You really have to practice on your own. And then one other thing I wanted to mention was the transitions between running and walking. If you can make those kind of seamless, that will also help to speed you up. 
It's these like little moments, little segments of time that get eaten up by a misstep here, a slip or a trip there, or taking a long time to wind up to running or wind down to walking. All of these things will add up to a faster trail run. Speed is a hundred times easier to develop when you don't have any obstacles or tripping hazards. So let's just kind of get that out there as well. So on the pavement, even if you're running uphill, everything is flat. <laughs> there's no obstacles. I mean, maybe there's the, the random pothole or a curb or I don't know, a piece of trash or dog poop that you have to avoid. But running on the pavement is much different than running on the trails. Trail running is an art and a skill. And the quicker you can kind of get into that mindset, the faster you'll start to learn some of these things that I mentioned, like how to pick an efficient line, getting into a good rhythm or cadence with your steps, finding a good foot placement, learning when to walk and when to run, and making these walk-run transitions as seamless as possible. So the moral of this story is don't beat yourself up if you're just getting into trail running and finding it difficult to maintain or mimic your road times for the same distances, okay? So just go slow, find your lines, practice often, and enjoy yourself. I'm sure this won't be the last time that we talk about time and how long it takes to run a race or a trail run or just whatever you're doing as part of your training plan. So I'd be interested to know how you feel about the amount of time it takes you to run road versus trails. I know that was definitely an obstacle for me when I first started trail running, but I promise if you start to implement some of these things that I'm talking about, that you'll get more efficient and your times will start to speed up. Real quick before I go, you guys, I want to remind you that the next round of Run Farther, Faster, Stronger starts on Monday, May 10th, and applications are open. So if this is the first time you're hearing about it, don't worry, you've got lots of time to apply. And I'm going to be sending out invites to those that have been accepted to the program over the next week or so. So if you've applied and you haven't heard back from me yet, don't worry. You'll hear from me either way, either once you have been accepted or maybe once the program is actually full because we are getting quite a few applications. The program is open to both women and men of all ages and abilities. You don't have to be training for an ultra to be part of this program. And we talk about it all. I originally started this with the idea that I would simply help people integrate strength and mobility into their training plan, but it's actually morphed into something much bigger than that. We talk about sleep and nutrition and hydration and training plans, and we have weekly calls where we check in with one another. We have a Slack channel where we can cheer each other on. And it's just a lot of fun, you guys. If you want to check it out, I'll post the link to the info page in the notes below where you can actually see a conversation that I had with one of the current participants, Natasha. And she kind of gives the lowdown on what it's like to be in the Run Farther, Faster, Stronger group. 
So I hope that you kind of enjoyed this short discussion on time. Like I said, it won't be the last time we talk about time. I'm just going to see how many times I can say time (laughs) in one episode. But let me know what you think. And I look forward to seeing you all soon. Enjoy this beat. Thank you.